0: I stay on the scene like a Zex machine. I get up, get on up. I get up, get on up. I stay on the scene like a Zex machine. All right, before we get started, just to let you guys know, today's episode is sponsored by Sunglasses. Are you tired of the sun? I know I am. Living here in bright, beautiful Los Angeles, I often get my eyes get attacked by the sun. So when your eyes are attacked by the sun, use sunglasses. They're easy to use, easy to put on, fit right behind your ears and in front of your eyes. Try sunglasses available pretty much everywhere since 1984. Raymond, where can they find us?
1: You can find us at www.facebook.com/thegoldcask. You can like us there, and that's where most of our articles go. Then they are syndicated to our Twitter feed. Or vice versa. And the Twitter handle is TheGoldCast underscore. You can follow us there on Twitter. You can also follow us at on Instagram at TheGoldCast. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher. All under the same name. TheGoldCast, baby. Subscribe. Turn on those notifications. That way when we go live, which is a lot more frequent because the off season is very hot. So we're trying to get a lot of content out for you guys as the new regime of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan come to fruition and they are making lots and lots of moves henceforth why we are casting tonight so subscribe follow like the gold cast
0: boom all right lots to get into Uh, we're gonna first start this is a hot take edition now you guys know that whenever we do a hot take edition that means uh we're gonna have a, a bit of a debate about something with either someone but this one is Civil War, unfortunately. It's brother against brother, Rudy Solis versus Ray Solis, about the discussion of Brian Hoyer and his recent acquisition by, uh, to the 49ers, recently being acquired by the 49ers. We're going to have that conversation. That and much more coming up on this hot take edition of the Goldcast. Let's get busy. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the faithful, the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Suisse III, the Latino Lando, Cloud City, and with me is my brother, my co-host,
1: Raymond Celis the First, baby.
0: Boom! Here we go, Hot Take Edition. This is coming out on. Fire! I hope you're ready, Raymond. This the 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 question today on this hot take edition of the Goldcast is this: Is Brian Hoyer a good acquisition for the 49ers? Question mark, Raymond. I want to hear your argument. Let's go.
1: Uh, well, right off the bat, I'm going to say yes, absolutely. And the reason why is because we needed a competent reliable quarterback who is a veteran and more importantly is familiar with Kyle Shanahan's system you get both of those under Brian Hoyer because he played for Kyle Shanahan when he was the coordinator in Cleveland for one year that coincidentally that was one of his better years uh, at the same time and Bringing him over to us makes him gives this is this is a people got to keep this in mind This is a bridge quarterback meaning. This is the guy that's gonna pave the way and hold the fort down while we groom The future of the franchise in terms of quarterbacks, so we don't need some we obviously Kirk Cousins is a big talk of the town right now But he looks like he's gonna be forced to stay in Washington even though he's losing players left and right with the exception of Vernon Davis Which isn't gonna do him any favors by the way? so you can forget about Kirk Cousins right now because that's going to be more of a reality next season when we won't have to give up big picks for that because Dan Schneider's not going to let it go lightly, but he's not going to have a choice next year. So you got to think we need somebody to just hold the fort down. Cap opted out of his contract. He's out of there. Even though I would have liked to see what he would do under Kyle Shanahan, obviously the two sides between John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan and Colin Kaepernick, did not come to an agreement that said, hey, uh, sure, I'll restructure my deal. Because that was probably the deal. That was probably what was said. Hey, we're going in this direction. We'd like you to keep you on board because you have X amount of talents. At the same time, you're going to have to compete for the starting job. Whereas in Cap's case, he probably thought he earned it since he put up some of his better stats since his 2013 season. Said, no thanks. I'd rather test the free agency market. And by the way, I'll stand for the national anthem just before that. But no one's knocked on his door either. Get back to the
0: subject. You're changing the subject.
1: No, I'm not actually. But I'm getting to the point. So – we do need somebody because we have no quarterback on the roster. That's where Brian Hoyer fills the gap. And here's the other thing. Not only is he familiar with Kyle Shanahan, but his pay his pay is indicative of backup quarterback salary. He's not getting paid starting quarterback salary. That's a different market. That's a different dollar value. The money he's given now, even with incentives, still equates to backup quarterback status, and even according to reports, they said he is not going to be, he has not been told that he is the projected starter. He said that he's going to have to compete for that role, and that's why we come to learn that we've also signed Matt Barkley not too long ago. So... These are two. This Brian Hoyer's a solid choice in my opinion because he knows Kyle Shanahan. Because he's being brought in as a bridge, as a as a bridge stop gap. He's not going to be the future, so I'm not worried about it. And if the, if if we didn't if we had a different coach other than Kyle Shanahan, I'd be very worried about that because Brian Hoyer is average at at best, and even his numbers sometimes are below average in that regard so if if it wasn't Kyle Shanahan I'd be more concerned but because it is Kyle Shanahan I'm not really worried because of what he does with quarterbacks regardless of their skill set or what they've done before
0: not bad not bad you tended to skirt around this first of all Brian Hoyer is not good my answers are resounding no obviously clearly no Brian Hoyer is not good He's not good at football. I don't think he'd be a good starting quarterback. I agree. I think we all agree that he's a bridge quarterback if he's here. But that's not the question. The question is, isn't what is he here to do. The question is, is he capable of doing what he's here, what he's been hired to do, which is play quarterback at the NFL level for the 49ers? And the answer is no. He cannot do that. He is not good. Let me point out a couple of, of highlights for you. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some career highlights here. By the way, I was, I was doing some, when I was doing my research for Brian Hoyer, I got so bored watching, hearing, reading about all his failures that I decided to stop, and I made popcorn, and I ate popcorn for about half an hour. Then when I was done eating the popcorn, I wrote, wrote this stuff down. It took me five minutes, and now we're here. So I just wanted to kind of give you a, a breakdown into my world. So here we go. Uh, 2009, he's his first career highlight, not selected in the 2009 draft. Pro debut, he, not bad, for 5 five for 5, 35 yards, one rushing TD, awesome. 2010, throws his first interception against the Browns. Oh, he was drafted by the Pats, by the way. That's kind of funny that his first interception is against the Browns, as we all know. 2011, he uh, threw one pass. 2012, he was cut by the cat, Pats, uh, spent two weeks on the Sears as a backup. 2013 tears his ACL after three starts 2014 uh that's a decent start but then goes uh one TD for eight interceptions for four he goes one and three after uh, Oh man it was like a I can't remember think it, it was like six and two but he goes one for three with one TD eight interceptions week 14 in particular he goes uh, he's 14 for 31 goes 140 yards zero TDs two interceptions and uh, 2015, Hoyer is benched in the fourth quarter of his opening debut with the Texans, and then his big big game is in the AFC Wild Card. Hoyer leads the Texans to a stunning shutout, 30-0, in favor of Kansas City. 2016, he breaks his arm. 2017, now he's with the Niners. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you take a test. I call this the Louis B. Test. Now, for those of you who don't know Louis B., maybe who maybe who are coming to the podcast later, Louis B. is one of our favorite co-hosts and guests. He comes on quite often during the football season. And Louis B. is a diehard Los Angeles Rams fan. Now, I have something called the Louis B. Test. And the Louis B. Test goes like this. If, if this situation were happening to the Rams, how would we react? So uh, if, if it was announced today that Hoyer, Brian Hoyer, was picked up by the Los Angeles Rams, how would we react? Our reaction would be this. We would text Louis B and we would make fun of him for acquiring Brian Hoyer. Now, I love what's happening. I love the optimism from you, from our father, the you know the, the unofficial third member, Rudy Solis Jr. I love the optimism, but you guys are being 49er faithfuls right now, and you're not being objective about this. You're being a faithful, and many, many times I am on the road, and I'm with you guys on this faithfulness. You know this, but right now, you guys, you're being ridiculous. It, 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 this would not pass the Louis B. test. If Louis B. had Brian Hoyer right now, you would be making fun of them and you know it.
1: Well, like I said, if it was any other team with any other coach, I think there'd be a lot of room for concern. But when you're talking about the X factor in why I feel optimistic Kyle Shanahan, you can it's a little bit more it's an easier pill to swallow is what I'm saying. And sure, you pointed out some good numbers there, but what 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 were some of the highlights when uh, last year in Chicago? Six touchdowns, no interceptions. The year before that in Houston, 19 touchdowns, seven interceptions. The year before that, when he was seven and six, he's a win- winner as a starter, threw for over 3,300 yards. He also led the leagues in yards after catch. He threw 12, 12 touchdowns. He did throw 13 picks, so he didn't have a good ratio that year. The year before that, he was 3-0. and oh. He won all three of his games, no losses, uh, threw five touchdowns, three, inter- three interceptions. This guy's had a... Uh, has 44 touchdowns, 26 picks overall. His his completion percentage is not all that great. He threw 67% last year, but that was only six games, 60% the year before that. He was 5-4 and four as a starter. So again, another winning record under his belt. The point is, the guy can play. Obviously, he's uh, not as good as Kaepernick, in my opinion. Kaepernick's way more dynamic, better arm. Kaepernick doesn't read defenses as well. Kaepernick had, uh, I'd say they're probably even in terms of protecting the football but uh, we know that in Houston did not have a great supporting cast. Houston still does not have a great supporting cast, and we know that Cleveland has, is dismal every single year. So, taking that into consideration, considering that he was able to go seven and six, five and five and four, three and zero, despite injuries, uh, or well along uh, the injuries derailed his progress but the point is he was three and zero, seven seven and six five and four between cleveland and houston two of the worst two of the lesser franchises in the league although houston's somewhat relevant because they have a good defense but the point is he was able to do this despite really really tough odds something kaepernick has not been able to do for the last three years with the exception of the eight and eight season in 2014 under jim harbaugh so when i look at that and that's without kyle shanahan so now we got to say What's he going to do now? Not only does he have Kyle Shanahan, but he has Marquise Goodwin. He has he has Aldrick Robinson, who we just signed like within the last hour. He also has Pierre Garcon from from Washington Redskins. So he's got weapons. He also has Kyle Jusick, the Pro Bowl fullback from the Ravens, who's also very young. We also have Robbie Gold kicking for us now. So the supporting cast is far superior than anything he's ever played for before. So. This is going to be a big test for him because he's going to have to. He now he doesn't have the same excuses that he has that he had before. Not to say that he was making those excuses because he's actually a very consummate pro. Doesn't I haven't seen, haven't heard or seen him talking like blaming other people. It doesn't doesn't have a negative reputation amongst his peers, but uh, but we do know that this is a guy that works hard despite being an average quarterback and at times has shown flashes of goodness is not a future quarterback he's been in the league for over eight years now so no one's expecting him to become the next great joe montana or even a steve young for that matter we know that's that's out of the that train is long gone but we do know that he's capable of winning and he's capable of winning in dire circumstances and now he's coming into a situation where we were dire but now we're building out of that situation where we're not going to be desperate, clawing our way out of it. We're actually going to be competitive, and we have a mind, a defensive-minded GM, former player, and we also have an offensive-minded coach who's been successful every single, where, every single stop he has made, with the exception of Cleveland that didn't, do, that didn't do well overall in the year that he was there.
0: I love everything you're saying. There's one major problem with it. Kyle Shanahan doesn't throw the football. Brian Hoyer has to throw the football, and he's not very good at throwing footballs, which is kind of your job as the starting quarterback. Now, again, you talk about the supporting cast. That's, none of that is in question here. None of that is the, the coaching
1: regime. The, the, the players that we're putting around him, none of that is in question. What's but in- it contributes to the success of a quarterback. Kaepernick is a perfect case for that. Kaepernick does great when he has a supporting cast, does terrible when he doesn't have a supporting cast. Brian Horner has won without a... A good supporting cast and now he's going to get a good supporting cast so the odds are that he will do well he's not i'm not saying we're going to be playoff brown but if he does win the starting position and ends up becoming the starter i i expect good things from him because because of where he's come from and what he's done with less
0: but cap the ceiling for instance you bring up kaepernick the ceiling on cap is so much higher than brian
1: hoyer Yes, and and he still sucked.
0: And he's in the AFC. You know where he's going to be now? He's going to be the NFC West. You know who he's going to go against? He's going to go against the defenses of Seattle, Arizona, and Los Angeles. Los Angeles might be a joke of a team, but they have a pretty damn good defense, especially when they're playing the Niners, although we sweat them. (laughs) The the Seahawks? The Seahawks are going to eat this dude alive. They're going to eat him alive. They're perennial playoff contenders, perennial threats to, to go to the Super Bowl. They have been this entire decade. They're going to eat him alive. He's not going to any division. He's going to the division in the NFL. One of the toughest, nastiest, defensively led, defensive driven divisions in the NFL is the NFC West. And that's where he's going. And again, no one's questioning the quarterbacks. No one's questioning the supporting cast. I'm simply questioning the talent.
1: Actually, you are questioning the quarterbacks. You're questioning this quarterback.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no one's questioning the the supporting cast around him, but I'm but I'm questioning the quarterback at the helm, and I don't believe the quarterback at the helm has the ability to succeed at this level, and that's pretty well documented.
1: Three and zero, oh, seven and six, five and four,
0: all winning seasons. He's never even finished a season. Dude breaks his arm, like he breaks his arm or his leg every 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 season. He breaks something. He's a stopgap. He's definitely a stopgap. And he's not guaranteed to start. I like that he's not guaranteed to start because he shouldn't start. We, we, should, we could put a mop bucket back there and be better than Brian Hoyer. Now, again, going back the to the
1: offensive line is going to be a lot better. The running game is going to be more balanced. So, again, so this is why supporting cast matters because if you don't have a supporting cast, then what happens is you get beat up in the pocket and you end up getting injured. That's why Kaepernick had three injuries last offseason because he had no protection and he got sacked 50 times in back-to-back seasons. Well, don't, that is not but, the case anymore. Well, don't forget,
0: Raymond, the 49ers still gave up uh, the third most sacks in all of the NFL last year and this is a fragile dude we're putting back there a guy who's who's literally almost every season's ended in an injury uh, a seizing-ending injury from this guy. And right,
1: and we, and we got rid of some of those loose ends, it's like starting with uh, center uh, Marcus Martin, who is a liability on that side. We also brought in Logan Paulson, tight end from the Washington Redskins, also familiar with Kyle Shanahan, and also one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. And he's supposed to provide, he's going to help provide perimeter protection. That means pass protection, but he's also going to serve as a wide receiver threat, as well as a run blocker in the run scheme. So we've got rid of weight. That was a liability in pass protection. And we've uh, substituted him for increased better pass protection.
0: If, if, if the Los Angeles Rams picked up Brian Hoyer today, you would be laughing at the Rams. We would be teasing Louis B. He does not pass the Louis B. test. We of
1: course. Would- but what are the circumstances? Sean McVay, brand new coach, doesn't even have half the offensive coordinating experience that Kyle Shanahan has, and doesn't even have half the proven record that Kyle Shanahan has. The other part of it, they have no picks, so there's no depth. There's go- he's going into he's going into the he would be going into the lion's den, which is what the quarterback is already in over there. Okay, so you have you're, no, picks, you're, no depth.
0: You're but you're proving my point because when stripped of everything, when stripped of everything. You know, and in that situation, you know that Brian Hoyer doesn't have the talent to pull that off. When stripped of everything and we're just, like for instance, you strip, you strip Tom Brady of everything, he's still a great quarterback. Tom Brady's a great quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. You strip them of everything, you take those guys by themselves, they're great quarterbacks. You take Brian Hoyer by himself, he's not a good quarterback. And being here in, the, in San Francisco under Kyle Shannon doesn't make him a good quarterback. It just makes he's him not, a bad quarterback not, with a with a rebuilding decent a, team.
1: He is a serviceable backup, and that is the primary role that they got him in. And in and in the meantime, he's going to compete to start.
0: Well, wow. I I still I'm not I'm not buying this. This is this is forty nine er faithful to the nth degree. Dad 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 Rudy Sully's Jr. was practically telling me he's good. I almost I almost choked on my popcorn
1: when he said that no I wouldn't say I I would say he's serviceable he's overall he's solid Um, if you're looking for a competent quarterback to back up your your starting great quarterback he is a very good player to have on the roster for that role he is not the future he is not the the guy that you want leading the charge I was very clear about that but in terms of what he's being brought in to do with us he fits that role like a glove and if he's going to be the temporary interim starter while we groom or wait for our quarterback next season then I'm okay with it because of two reasons number one the fact that he has, like I said, had that he has won at the pro level with less, with a lesser supporting cast around him, and B, he's coming into a situation where his supporting cast is going to be far superior, and his head coach is going to be able to call much, much, much better plays than he's ever been used to.
0: Well, I hope you're right.
1: I hope good you're coaches, right. Good, good coaches, good coaches can take an average player and make them good. And in some cases, they can take good players and make them great. In a place like Coyer's place, I think he will be average. He will be elevated, via Kyle Shanahan and supporting cast, from average quarterback to good quarterback. I think he'll be
0: elevated from bad quarterback to average. You know what's serviceable? A car. Not Brian Hoyer. <laughs> uh, sorry that I, I had to. It was just right there. Uh anyways, good discussion. Here's the question. What do what do the gold cast listeners think? I want to hear sound off in the comments uh below. I the, Ray, I don't know how often you visit the YouTube, but man, people love to comment on YouTube. You know, actually I'm gonna start we'll start we'll start reading some of your guys' comments. Throw us a good comment whether or not you agree uh what how your what are your feelings on Brian Hoyer throw us a good comment we'll read it on the next episode that's a promise all right but, but uh yeah we get a lot of comments on YouTube in particular people love commenting on our YouTube page about about uh, sports
1: yeah and and you know Brian Hoyer debate aside um all of the selections that that have been made in this off first of all this is the most aggressive 49ers free agency that I've seen in I don't know maybe a decade um, and everyone, I, everyone that's getting picked with the exception of a few are all familiar with Kyle Shanahan in some shape or form. And Pierre, Pierre Garcon is obviously the big stud out of this group. This guy played for Kyle Shanahan in Washington and actually had his best season. He's been relatively healthy his entire career. He led the league in receptions the year that Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator, also ha- caught. Uh, re- received for over 1300 yards he had five touchdowns that season he also uh, uh had over a thousand yards last year too for washington with uh sean mcveigh also had 114 receptions that year and he's had 100 receptions in six of the last eight years
0: pierre garçon to me is very much this this regime's anquan bolden that's kind of how i see him he's very much like Super solid wide receiver, too. Brings a lot of good. Really, ex- really
1: reliable, Re- yeah. Yeah,
0: really reliable. Lots of experience. Lots of leadership. Uh, I'm really excited. Pierre Garçon is probably the most the most exciting acquisition. The 49ers have been busy. Man, they cut. They cut a lot of fat, getting rid of center Marcus Martin. He, he Unfortunately, I was really excited for him in the draft. He's just, he's just terrible. He's just not good. It's not good at football, and I th- no he wasn't mm-hmm. no, and I think that's one thing bulky really struggled with was picking offensive. <laughs> Balke struggled with a lot of things, but uh, picking offensive players was certainly one of the things that he struggled with. And I think that having having Shanahan's eye and all of the all of the the Adam having Adam Peters and then uh, oh man, what's his name Martin from uh, from Detroit. Martin uh what's his name? The GM Ray. The GM from Detroit. Yeah, underneath Matt Millen? Uh, no, under underneath uh underneath uh John Lynch, the GM. Who he who he hired. What's his name?
1: He was, that, he's from Denver, not Detroit. No, not Adam Peters, the other guy. I don't know who the other uh, guy is. Martin Mayhew? Is
0: Martin Mayhew? Name? Sure, Martin Mayhew. Remember, we. we oh, talked, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, what do We talked about this on another episode. Yeah, yeah, Martin Mayhew. Having those two guys underneath, having them have. They provide a wealth of experience in terms of their eye and i just i so far i have, I have to admit i'm really impressed with john lynch he's been super aggressive i read a couple really good articles about john lynch in terms of just his overall personality and his character and how he how he approaches anything and everything in this sport he's a student of the game on all facets of it and he's, his drive to compete and win is just insatiable and i love that it's insatiable and i think that's great and, yeah, so far, so good, right? Like, really, really good.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really digging it. So, you know, we've got we've got two quarterbacks now, so that's two two off the board. Well, and we have one us.
0: and Brian Hoyer.
1: We have Brian Hoyer, we have Matt Barkley, and we're probably going to draft a third or sign a third. I would imagine we sign a third to help compete for the offseason training stuff, and then one of them will probably get cut by the time uh, the season draws closer to preseason but um, we have Pierre Garçon, who's really the standout guy. Uh, and coincidentally, when we picked up Anquan Bolden uh, under Jim Harbaugh, that was during his 10th year in the league. This will be Pierre Garçon's 10th year in the league at, uh, when he comes in place for us this coming season. He's familiar with Kyle Shanahan. He's flourished under Kyle Shanahan. I loved him when he was playing under Manning when, uh, in his prime. We've also got Robbie Gold, who's a reliable kicker who has over 85% field goal percentage, and he's uh, nearly nearly 99% in his point after kicks. So there's another reliable leg. Even though we lost Phil Dawson, I loved Phil Dawson. He was 42, so we do get a similar reliable leg that also has power, but um, is also seven years younger. Than than him, we also got Malcolm Smith, the inside linebacker, a huge pickup. This guy's Oh, so we had did tri- get
0: Malcolm Smith. I, you know, what, I was searching, trying to see if we'd gotten him. I didn't realize we got him.
1: Yeah, triple oh. triple digit tackles in in the last three years. This guy's a monster. He had four picks two seasons ago, and that guy's awesome. Uh, I already mentioned Logan Paulson. There was also Marquise Goodwin, a speedy wide receiver out of Buffalo this guy this guy's got wheels um this guy last year for buffalo he had 29 receptions 431 yards he scored three times his yards per reception was 14.9 This guy's got some wheels so he had a a pretty good season he's only he's only four years into his career So he's young that's a great move for him Uh, Kyle Jaszewski is someone I'm also looking at too only because and there's a couple reasons why he really intrigues me is because this is kind of this kind of fills the void of what would have been our our fullback the what the idiot who got drunk in the wharf and then got uh, kicked off the team what was his name I don't even remember his name that's how much he matters to me now not not the Vance fullback. McDonald the other dude no not no Vance doesn't yeah, do anything yeah, dumb no. he just can't catch at times (laughs) he can never catch Bruce Miller Bruce Miller Bruce Miller this is the role that Bruce Miller would have been would have evolved into him was already on that trajectory under Chip Kelly but then it just fell apart but now we've got Kyle Jadiski who's younger than Bruce Miller and is coming off of a Pro Bowl season which is huge so to me that's that's kind of a really big a really big surprise there I, I love I love this pickup here this is a guy who who can not only run but also can re- he can catch this guy caught what did he he caught 49 or 37 receptions last year for 266 yards last year made the pro Bowl so this is a huge pickup because he's just coming into his year he was drafted in 2013 he's played with Baltimore this whole time so now we get him kind of beginning to enter the prime of his career so I think he'll do what very well under Kyle Shanahan. We also I also mentioned Logan Paulson, who played with Kyle Shanahan in Washington. And here's the funny thing: his most productive seasons, Logan Paulson as a tight end. A, a lot of people mentioned that he's one of the better blocking tight ends in the NFL. This guy can also catch. He can also run. And so, so don't don't think that he's just going to come in for that purpose alone because he's not. Um, this guy's coming in as a similar role. And to Paulson, he's going to block, but he's also going to catch. So he's going to be uh, a, a sort of a what you call a Swiss Army knife, if you will, and that's how Kyle Shanahan operates. He likes really skilled players that are are multi multi skilled players. And which I love too, because that gives you much a lot more versatility in how you draw up plays, because you you have guys that can do a multitude of different roles in different set and different formations, which is great. So this guy's great, and and when he played for Kyle Shanahan, he caught three hundred, caught twenty five balls for three hundred over three hundred yards. The next year, he caught twenty eight balls for two hundred sixty seven yards. Then Kyle Shanahan left. What happened? He only caught 13 catches for 78 yards. Yeah, 2016, he only caught three catches for 15 yards. So dramatic dip in production under Sean McVay, who's now the head coach of the LA Rams. He might be dicey. Although he did did have some of uh, the... Kirk Cousins' best year last year under him. So there is that. So we'll so, see. It's a it's a yeah. it's really it's really good. It really it's is. It's a good, it's a good cast that's coming in here. And the, the best part about it is that you know some of the some of the the growing pains that we might go to might not be as bad as we think because a lot of these guys are familiar with Kyle, which is gonna make the skill the assimilation to his scheme a lot more smoother for a lot of these guys cuz they're going to not only do they will they be familiar with what he's going to draw up but they're going to be able to pass that information on to the guys who are learning it
0: yep that's true i'm really excited we'll see what happens now we've got only about 5 more minutes ray let's touch very quickly on the warriors lose against that scrappy ass team The Boston Celtics, the team that you uh, have predicted to anyone can challenge the throne to LeBron James' Cavaliers, you believe it's the Boston Celtics. And now they beat us again.
1: Well, they, like I said, Brad Stevens and the Celtics play really good defense. However, this was a game that was it was actually really, really good up until the fourth quarter. And then for some reason, the Warriors just kind of seemed gassed out. They were off on their defensive transitions all night long. And part of it was because they just got off of one of the most grueling road trips um, in the entire association. It was a really tough road trip, not only because they lost KD, but just who they were matched up against with and the – the the time frames in between each game it was just not very favorable favorable for the road team it was the equivalent of like you know Thursday night football you know just just times it by like eight teams so there was they were coming off a of fatigue from that which i knew was going to play a factor but i was hoping that it wouldn't and it's for 3 quarters it looked like you know it was going to be back and forth but then you know i was hoping that the last the last stroke would be made by the warriors but it wasn't the celtics pulled away and you know, and here was the other thing too, the Celtics were playing with a chip on their shoulders because they had lost two straight, so they lost ground to Cleveland. So I knew that they did were they were in a position where like, hey, we can't drop three straight to teams that we need to learn how to beat and teams that we should have beaten. So they were coming in kind of against the ropes. They, they won they won the match against the Warriors. So now the Warriors are against the ropes because they're only one game ahead of the Spurs who continue to play hot right now. And they're going to have some good momentum going to the playoffs. So, so the Warriors got to get it together and figure out how to win without KD against teams like that. But uh, at the same time, the good news is going forward is they're not going to have these really awkward road schedules for the rest of the season. Now it's just going to be, just we just got to finish out the rest of the season headed to the playoffs. And fortunately it won't be... Um, with a grueling traveling sequence like they just had well we're gonna i think the game on saturday has
0: a tremendous amount of significance you know playing against the spurs i'm really pumped for that
1: game that's going to be intense and it really is for uh western conference supremacy yeah, that's it's going to be exciting. So, this will be a big test because you're playing one man down. But so let's see how you stack up against one uh, another another tough, tough, tough defensive team. So I expect them to be on their p's and q's this time because I know that they're gonna they they know that they're gonna have their hands full with the Spurs. So, meaning that they're not going to be able to rest not even for a second. So, it's time to turn it up and to. Step up. So Ian Clark's got to come out of his slump. Uh, Patrick McCall gets a lot more opportunities, and I'd like to see him at this time of year because he's just not ready. But they keep kind of forcing him into this role, and I'm not sure why they're doing that. Um, I'd like to see some other guys get 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 more minutes outside of McCall. I'm not saying just pull him out altogether. I'm just saying you know sh- spread the wealth a little bit here because giving him open looks that he should hit. Uh, I would rather put that. I'd rather put that that bet. Uh, you know, in the hands of a veteran than a rookie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I agree. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see the game on Saturday. Let's hope the Warriors can pull this sucker out. Don't forget, uh, as mentioned before, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, All under the moniker, The Gold Cast. The Gold Cast underscore on Twitter. If you do, you're going to get some guy that literally has like three posts that were done in 2012 and no one's heard from ever since. But don't forget to share, like, subscribe, tell your friends. Sound off in the comments on on Facebook or sound off in the comments on YouTube. Let us know what you think about Brian Hoyer. Obviously, I'm right. Obviously, Raymond's wrong. So just go with that and tell me what you think. (laughs) And uh, uh, Raymond before
1: we leave where can they find you you can find me on Twitter at Ray Solis
0: boom you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rudy Solis third Rudy Solis 3rd R D so concludes another edition of the Goldcast we are the voice of the faithful the voice of the bay I'm your host Rudy Solis III, and with me is my brother my co-host
1: Raymond Solis the first baby go Hoyer <laughs> <laughs>
0: boom we'll see you next time same gold cast time same gold cast channel
1: this is
0: is the gold cast